What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Awaken Project podcast. My name is Blake, and I am joined again with my co-host... Steven Wagner. What's going on, everybody? Hey, glad to be back. Yes, man. Glad to be a, back. Took a couple well-deserved episodes off. and Well, uh, my, my laptop took a couple well-deserved episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what happened. That is but. true. That is true. I... Uh, Oh, Steven, before, well, never mind. I'll ask you that before we jump into things. But anyways, how are you doing, man? How's things, uh, how are things in Alexandria, Minnesota? We're good. We're good. We're, uh, it's cold. I feel like I say that in every episode. It's, <laughs> it's, it's always cold up. Yeah, we're, we've, we've been in the negatives for a little while, but otherwise, now nah, life's good. Been working full-time, Awaken Project. That's been a lot of fun. Got a lot of good traction. Um, I mean, just it's exciting to see all like the real pieces, you know, of like actually being able to fundraise with, you know, like a real bank account and having real brochures and real, yeah. real publicate, real everything. It's like wow, I can actually take this seriously, you know? Right. Even for as much as we believed, have we have believed in this project? There's a certain element of you look at, you know, just something that's made to publicize for other people, and you're like, oh man, this There's is like happening. Lot. Yeah, Jeez, yeah, you know, but it, it, it's cool. I, I'm I'm really thankful that uh, that we're in the position that we're in. So yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's all becoming real, and I don't I don't know if we announced this officially, but our website is live. Everybody, it um, is live. It's so. a sweet, honestly. For again, for us too, it's not bad. Yeah, no, I don't think so. We, man, we made it in probably what it was three three weeks tops. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, shout out to Squarespace for having. Yeah, templates really, and yeah, really manageable templates. And I would say if, if I can figure it out, then there, there's a good <laughs> chance that it's it's pretty easy to work with. Yeah. So so yeah, if you're interested in uh, f- checking that out, it's the Awaken Project MN dot com. Um, you can find more about the programming that we're going to have going on in the fall. Uh, also, if you want to support what we're doing, we have a donate page on there, um, which is just an incredible feature. So uh, if you really want to support what we're doing and what's happening and you believe in uh, just the Awaken Project and, and God at work through us, um, we'd love your support with that. Um, also, if you are a youth pastor or a youth leader, if you work in the church at all, maybe you're a pastor and you listen to this, hey, we are looking for students between the ages of 18 and 25. And if you are a listener that is between the ages of 18 and 25 and you don't want to go to college yet, or you're in college and you want to take a break, you should totally check out this Gap Year program. Steven, I know we've talked about it before, but now it's starting to come to fruition. Dude, just can you shoot us just a brief little, you know, intro slash uh, what the fall is going to look like um, and what our programming is going to look like? Yes, Blake, I have been practicing my elevator speech. Perfect. I'm ready to go. How did okay. I do? I thought you did pretty well. Okay. Yeah, I was, okay. We're yeah, working I mean, on like, it. We're learning I mean, it. I, I'm always going to say that you've done well. Oh, I mean, thanks, my my, con- my constructive criticism will come hopefully in um, helpful affirmation. But thanks. Thanks, no, man. That's good. Yeah, no, so... Listen, the Awaken Project. If wherever you're coming from life, whether that's high school, your last, your senior year was just absolutely, in your eyes, torn to shreds, and you're not sure where your community is. If you're in college, you're just like, is this really what I need right now? Or you just graduated and you're like, I feel like I missed out on something. Hey, we have at the Awaken Project an incredible opportunity to develop intentional Christian community through studying the Bible week in, week out with both teachers and then independent study in your community. We're going to learn how to serve. We're going to learn how to lead. We're going to learn how to live with 
each other in a way that is truly kingdom oriented. And then with all the skills that you learn in the fall, you get to then take that, put that into practice in the spring while traveling in the country with quake events, leading workshops, engaging in a relational ministry, having an incredible eight months. Also, it's only going to be about $5,000. And of that $5,000, it might not even be five because we need you to raise about $3,000 to the program itself. And the other two, that's just us telling you, hey, it's going to cost about $2,000 to feed yourself Mm -hmm. throughout the year. So if you can figure out how to do that for less, go for it. And that's money on your own time. So in terms of price, it's an absolute steal. <laughs> what you're getting with this program, truly, I can I I wish I was 18, 19 I years old so I could do this program. I I'm know. dead serious. I'm like, dang, this like the teachers that we got lined up, Nate Hoff, Dave Wallen, Becca Melzer, Camila Buchanan, hopefully Ben Sides, Hubie, man, like also they're all podcast episodes, which is pretty sweet. You can go back and listen to these people. They're all mm. dope. And I am jazzed beyond belief for what's going to happen for this program. Seriously, like yeah. it is going to be off the wall good. So, yeah, man, I'm jeez, oh, I'm so pumped up too. I think that all of those people you just named, man, they are so kingdom focused that what they're going to bring in the fall is got to be just oh man, it's got to be incredible. I can't wait. I mean, you got you got Becca doing some creativity stuff. We got Dave laying down the Gospels for us. We got, hopefully, Nate Hoff doing a leadership epistle. We got Hubie doing the Psalms. Um, we're still trying to figure out some, just two more classes. We're, we're, we're still trying to figure out uh, Cam's class and then trying to f- hopefully um, last one still up in the air. But in terms of what's already set in stone right now, I am thrilled. I was yeah. just talking with the uh, program director up at the Canadian Lutheran Bible Institute this past week, Ted Hill, telling him about, hey, here's what we got, here's what we got, here's what we got. And he was like, yo, that's actually like not too bad. Here's some things to make it even better. But like you're going <laughs> yeah. in the right direction here. So that that was really helpful to learn that it's like, all right, you're in the right direction and let like let me now invest into you and your program, most more much more importantly the program and make sure this is like this could be epic. Yeah. You know? So I'm pumped, man. It's gonna be so good. good. So yeah, if you're if you work in the church or if you if you're part of a church community, we'd love for you to share this uh, information with other people. So you can find out all that stuff or or look it up on your own time at the Awaken Project MN.com. Yeah, it's all on our website. Also, if you have questions, we got email links on there, so you can just click them and email us directly. Go to the contact page and just say email Stephen or email Blake. There's a little button there for you. Click it, and then you'll be uh, brought right to your email application, and you'll be able to send us an email right from there. So, yeah, about that. I think that's pretty cool. Exciting things, man. It's anyway. cool. It's cool what God's doing. Indeed. All right, Blakey Poo. Okay, let's do it. I think I think it is it is time to jump into today's content. Okay, let's do Kay. it. You ready? Okay. So I have a question to ask you at the end. Don't let me forget that because on my solo episode, the one and only, there was a question that I asked listeners. I don't oh, know there if you is. Remember it? I, I you're gonna say the question. I'm like, oh yeah, totally. And I'm trying to think of it right now. I'll probably think of it halfway through the episode, but I will keep my mouth shut. Okay. So, okay. All right. All right. Let's do this. Anyways, let's do this. Okay. So what we're talking about today is the concept of image, and so. This has it's going to have a little bit of a social media tinge. It's going to have a little bit of an idolatry tinge. It's going to have uh, some celebrity pastors, some American Christian culture, a little bit of everything. But ultimately, we are focusing on 
how we view ourselves, how we view the church, how is that portrayed, what image are we trying to portray within ourselves, on social media, what and what exactly is the, the reasoning behind all that? And so it seems like the last couple of weeks I have just found a lot of content, not necessarily by my own search, but just by this is what happened to be talked about and the stuff that I've either read or watched or whatever is stuff that focuses around our image. And that being said, like when you go on somebody's Instagram profile, there is a certain curation of how that profile is presented, right? Mm -hmm. You see, all right. So there clearly there, there is a, a pattern. There's a trend with how they've chosen to present their pictures, their similar colors, a similar brand, or some other people that are like me. They're just like, eh, you know what? I have something and I post it. And maybe that's what you're going for too. You're just like, I don't really care that much. Yeah. You know, that, that, yeah. that, it, 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 you might think like, oh, yeah, I don't want to be like, that's not my image. Like, well, it, it, it's still something. It is still a way of portraying yourself. Mm. Right. And so between that and then uh, just another, uh, panel that I was listening to through a video on the Gospel Coalition, and, and so one of the questions that was asked was, "What are some of the idols that we think like iGen or Gen Z?" That I've never heard of iGen before before I listened to this talk, but I guess that's another way of referring to Gen Z slash a couple of like the tail end of millennials. So like Blake, you and I technically could fall into this other generation called iGen, basically people that grew up with cell phones being a somewhat regular part of their life interesting i don't yeah so that was news to me hmm. i gen yeah i mean kind of makes sense yeah i yeah, explain yeah. like yeah like just you know the iphone was around but you know by the time that you were in let's say high school middle school something I think like it was that. i think it was eighth grade yeah yeah it came out in 2007 fun fact yep eighth grade so there you go but um yeah i just like does can the can the image of ourselves, like when we think of narcissism, we think of just loving yourself excessively. And a lot of people like not to get political here, but I feel like in, especially in 2019, 2020, the, a lot of people peg the word narcissism or that concept with Donald Trump. And that's kind of like, yeah. I feel like that's what a lot of us have gotten ingrained in our heads. of when we think of narcissism, mm -hmm. if that is the way that you politically lean, um, maybe if you're from the other side, then it goes a complete opposite direction. I'm not here to say which way it's going to go. I just know, I feel like I'll, I've heard a lot of, a lot of times when I hear the word narcissism, it's from a lot of my left-leaning friends that want to peg it right on Trump. Mm. But we also have to remember too, that, all of us have a degree of narcissism in our being, the, the way that we operate, because we're we're selfish people. So we're going to think about ourselves. We're going to think about the image that we portray. Right, right. right. And so when exactly does maybe a, a little bit of a narcissism with our image become idolatry, you know? And so, like to the point where the way that I am seen whether it be virtually or by my people, that is almost like I'm in love with that more than I'm in love with God, whether I'm in love with my, even my true self. You know, you can break it down on a couple different levels. Mm -hmm. But I guess just, Blake, my, my first question for you is, we'll consider us part of the, the normal people for today's episode. Just <laughs> average, your Joes, your Schmoes, your whoever, you know, yeah. the people that you don't necessarily consider to have a ton of clout. Let's go, let's put it that way. Right? <laughs> um, what do we as normal people try to portray? What are we trying to accomplish with the image that we usually put out of ourselves? Yeah. So I, man, okay. First off, I think that this is 
just a really interesting topic because um, there's specifically I'm thinking of Instagram. Uh, Peter McKinnon, he's a YouTuber, he made a video way back in the day talking about how Instagram was actually designed uh, to showcase mobile photography. Like, that's what it was designed for. Like, hey, take a picture with your cell phone and then make this thing just look good and go ahead and showcase that. Um, but to see how it's evolved into Instagram models and Instagram influencers and, and all this stuff is just insane. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, okay. Sorry, what was your question again? Yeah, so like, so, 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 how do we use normal people try to portray ourselves? What are we trying to accomplish? Yeah, I think I don't know if this is gonna gonna kind of wreck your um, <laughs> wreck where you're going with this, but I think that really depends on the person. So somebody like me, the way that I Blake, try, to... I don't have a direction. I'm just I literally like <laughs> the the way that and I told you this the way that I set up this that little outline yeah. is just here are all of my thoughts. I think there's a ton of different directions to go in this yeah. and we're going to go where we go. So let's do have it. Have at it. Okay, so I think that that depends on the person. But somebody like me, so on social media specifically, um kind of the image that I want to portray is positivity. Uh, I I want it to be something that's positive. When somebody looks at it, they're not feeling down about it. Um, I also, so, I mean, there's some things that I post um, that I really want those things to be reflective um, for other people. Um, and then recently, I'm trying to actually kind of just, um, I, I hate using the word showcase, uh, but I want to I wanna use it as a platform to gr- grow um, some of the skills that I'm developing. So one of the things that I'm into a lot lately is video editing. So Instagram specifically, that's my that's my social media of choice. Um, but I really try to show off the the videos that I'm making almost as like an art form. Because I mean, it is art. It's a creative mm-hmm. outlet. Um, yeah, it's totally. not it's not art like you'd think about. You know, back when we used to scrapbook. I don't know if you ever scrapbook. But I bro, did. <laughs> I well, I mean, well, not me. My my mom is a huge scrapbooker. Yeah, yeah. It, I guess. Well, even like, I learned that there's some camps around in this part of Minnesota that like they would have scrapbooking retreats. Yes. Fun fact. That's big just, here. Yeah. Yeah. I so, didn't know that. I was like, dang. But anyway, continue. Um. Yeah, man. So for me specifically, uh, yeah, it's just that I want to be a positive influence on others. I want to. Uh, also challenge others, and I want to showcase some of the things that I'm learning, some of the skills that I'm uh, putting into action. This is a great question to ask yourself <laughs> and others around you. Like, how do you portray yourself on social media? Or how do you think you portray yourself? And then I almost want to ask you, Stephen, of what you think of my social media stuff, uh, because I want to see if I'm actually hitting that mark or if I'm you know, doing something different. Yeah, well, I mean... So when I think about your social media, I got to go all the way back to the beginning of going live for the fans. <laughs> going live fans? for the fans. What up, fans? Blake Wright, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> had, honestly, you had a pretty decent amount of traction just from your, your local circles. He'd go, Blake would go live, and <laughs> the intro line was always, what up, fans? And... You, and slowly, as if you watch these videos consistently, you'd see in the comment section people logging on and say, "What up, fans? What up, Blake?" And it I was know. just the, he created this little inside joke amongst his his live community. <laughs> I was like, okay, and so that was it. Was just you know, it it was never anything like 
I, I, I'm about to like just pull up my guitar and just play a million songs for you. You know, like you and Emily did that during quarantine, which was really cool. But that was it was like structured. You like you had a direct. It wasn't just like I just watch me be me. Yeah. But yeah. like it was more just like random events throughout the day. Like I remember, like I think there was one time when I was at Concordia, and I I love telling the story of when you just made a bunch of donuts. Oh for yeah. All of camp. I'm pretty sure you lived that. Too. I did, dude. We were, yeah. We it, were trying it, to get Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it just like it's just fun. It's just a ton of fun. Yeah. So like. For me, at least, when I think of the whole positivity thing, I, I that's what I think of first is the lives. Um, but also, I mean, like the what did you just posted an Instagram story? I think it was today, and it was something about the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yesterday, yeah. And it was, gosh, tell me, hold up, how that's a very broad, like, oh, the Super Bowl, okay, what, like a bunch of things, <laughs> like we, t- like the game, the streaker, prop bets, like, what are we saying here, you know? Right. Uh, what was it again? It was, it was how, as a kid, I was amazed that they had championship hats and oh, shirts. Oh, that's right. And yep. then this year, to- nobody cares about this, but that, that both teams were red and white, so the confetti was red and white. I did see, though, there was a little bit of black in this, like when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won. There was a little bit of black in there. Okay, so. well, someone someone pressed a different button. Yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I I guess the the word that I would choose for that is it's it's just harmless. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just like I mean, you, you're not necessarily like the positivity person that's always like, you got this, you're doing great today. Just go <laughs> self care a little bit, and like if that's you, like do your thing. Yeah, that's for just, sure. That's just, for sure. I mean. Like that's not me. That's not my vibe. I'll I can I'll yeah. gladly share my vibe later. But Blake, your positivity vibe is more so like here's something that I think is cool and I'm gonna share it. Yeah. So ta da. Yeah. You know? Well, I there was a there was an episode by Annie Downs who um, shared about. Well, she was I think she was doing a social media detox, but um, she was essentially saying like, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember it now. Um, how social media is a platform for you, right? Like it's, it's all about you. And and don't, I mean, I think people let that get to their heads, but um, essentially you have the freedom to be who you want to be on this online platform. So, but yeah, Steven, I want to hear your perspective, man. What, uh, what do you think of that whole bit too? Well, I mean, do you mind if I just share like how I've gone about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I can think back to like when I first got into social media. So I got my Facebook March of 2009, which for me was seventh grade. And that was, I mean, I barely used it for like the first probably solid year. And then my friends were all playing Farmville. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, dang, all right, like I gotta play Farmville. Cool. I play it. Once they started charging money for stuff, I was like, okay, I'm out. But th- at that point, I was like, I was on Facebook, hooked. I was writing on people's walls and, yeah. hey, anybody in the chat, man? Anyone want to chat? All that. Um, but I just remember I so wanted to be seen as just the cool, cool as a cucumber. Low key surfer, maybe throw a little bit of like the Zac Efron, Justin Bieber hair in there, <laughs> that kind of vibe. It was like, if this is me, I I have it made. I'm gonna be friends with whoever I want. Everyone's gonna like me. I don't need to be like I don't need to be like loved by everybody. I just want to be liked by everybody. You know, it's mm. all I'm asking for. Yeah, and it's been interesting how that image of what I what I thought I wanted and maybe even needed has grown throughout my life and I've never been huge 
on social media in terms of consistently posting and making sure that I'm up to date on whatever. Like I got, like I haven't used my Twitter in like, I think almost six years now. You know, yeah. I mean, I think I've said it on here before, but like, I think Twitter's a dumpster fire of who knows what. <laughs> it's it's for celebrities, um, man. That's not for the people. Yeah, you Let's just be yeah. honest. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I mean, maybe there still is a little bit of that. I just want to be seen as like the guy that like if I say something, it's because I got something to say. Mm-hmm. I want you to know. And I mean, I think there is definitely something to be said about um, choosing your spots when you're actually going to say something. Like how how many of how many of your friends do you like to see? Oh, they've got like six Facebook statuses today and that's on the low end. You know, like I've definitely unfollowed people that I just, I, I don't, I don't need to know every single part of your day. That's yeah. another reason why I left Twitter is because people would live tweet every single day. Like, <laughs> All right. Tuesday. Cool. Good for you. I, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're still here, but like, I don't need that, you know, but like to get back into this whole image thing, I mean, like <laughs> I'm visualizing my my Instagram profile right now. That's that's probably what I what I engage with the most. I don't know if I'd necessarily say use because I mean I posted once, exactly one time in 2020. So my image maybe is, you know, for some people, oh he just doesn't care all that much. For other people, it's oh he's you know he's a white dude that doesn't want to engage in social matters on social media. Let me ask like how many times have any of us ever actually like changed decently? or significantly because of a social media argument. Yeah. Just put that out there a little bit. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Broad my truth. image, like I've just, I put out there what I think is worthwhile for people to read. And, you know, some things like I put out some stuff that if you want to get into the whole likes thing, when people are affirming your image, like I put out some things that, yeah, have gotten like a couple hundred likes and I'm like, Oh wow, that did really well. And I put out other things that get like two, you know, mm-hmm. so like I, my, my content on my page is definitely not based off of people affirming my image. It, it, it is, I, it, there's one thing that I'm proud of on that front. It is more so like I put out there what I just want to put out there and if people like it, great. Yeah. If they don't also like, great. I, I sleep just as well either night. Right. You know? Right. Okay. So let, so let's, let's change gears here a little bit. Um, so you've got the, you've got the, you've got the individual person. And I think the individual person you can you can interpret whatever they've got in their wall, however much. But then it, when you let's move it more so into the organization side of things. So like the collective communities that are portraying themselves, what image do they want to you know that what what image do they want people to see? And specifically talking about the the modern American Christian church. Mm. And so it seems to me. And we, we, I think we touched a little bit on this with our pop culture series, but, um, in my head, at least there's, there's very, there are two very distinct images of what the church is right now amongst millennials and Gen Zers and that you've got one, the big box, you know, professional worship team, hotshot pastor, um, all that, that like their building was, you know, it used to be a Home Depot, all that kind of stuff, that kind of church. And then the other end is the rinky-dink, small town, dying, rural, like 15 congregants that have, you know, they're the last 15 people alive in that town, Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's either like 
it's all that like those two ends of the spectrum have almost become your measuring sticks where like if you look more like that first the big box church then you're doing something right and if you look like the small dying church then you're doing something wrong Mm -hmm. and i do think i mean there there is something to be said about like if your church is dying then like okay something's happening yeah but at the same time like there are some really really solid churches that are all of 50 people they're doing just fine yeah you know and so the the question in in this is how much of how much of that image do we consider when we think of success Mm. you know amongst our churches shoot man i think i think that's a jeez that's that's also like a man i could go on about this because that's a big big picture question right like is a church uh, not successful if they have three people on a Sunday and they're still preaching the gospel? You know, like I'm the, asking. Well, so, you oh, tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is where I'm going to go with this. So, my big thing, and uh, and my friends that that listen to this, and we've had many conversations about this, they're going to be like, "Oh my gosh, Blake, I can't believe you said that." But I, I still think that that's successful. You know, the reason being is because what church is all about is coming together around God's Word and uh, in, in sharing that and, and being engaged in that together and also uh, partaking in the Lord's Supper together. Um, but gathering around God's Word, that's what it's all about. So whether that's, you know, three people or 3,000 people, I still think that that's valid. Um, I think that for us, so for me and you and, and people in our generation, uh Church does have to be attractive. I'm just going to call it out as it is. Like, I think yeah, that's fair. There's yeah. got to be an attractional piece to church. And is it right? Uh, I don't think so. But at the same time, is it necessary? Yes. Uh, and I, I've been going back and forth with this because um, I see both sides. Right. I see that um, there's the side of you know you have the unattractional church where you know just like what you said, like the last 15 people that are in the town are are going to. Um, so it's not necessarily growing. Um, and then you have these mega churches uh, that are just booming, man. Like, they're going nuts. And I think that uh, the mega churches are, this is just, once again, this is my opinion. I think mega churches are booming because of that attractional piece and also because, like, their worship style and uh, the image that they give and the message that they send, right, th- from the moment you step foot in their parking lot, the message that they send is that, one, they care about the place that they're at, so they care about the church that they're a part of, uh, and two, uh, they care about you. So this is churches like specific. They care about you. They're putting in, putting in things to go the extra mile to show you where to park, to hold the door open for you, to smile, wave. Uh, normally you, you can high-five, you can shake hands, you can hug. Um, so those are... Uh, I would almost say that those are attractional things. Not every church has those. Do I think every church needs those? I'm just going to be honest. I think so. I think that if you're trying to get our generation specifically engaged, you need those types of things to portray a positive message saying, hey, I care about you. You're loved. We want you here. You're welcome here. Um, And, well, now that I'm talking, there's two different types of attractional. There's attractional within the worship service, but then there's that attractional piece that I was just talking about, right? Like they care I mean, for you. So well, well, yeah, the the yes, the emotional side of it, right? But then, yeah, and then you go to social media, and I think that yeah. you know, Elevation Church specifically, dude, they're on fire on social media, mm-hmm. on fire, and they're they're crushing it. They just they do such a great job, 
And if I was in, I'm just going to be real, if I was in the Carolinas, I would be attending an Elevation Church hands down just because of what the messages that they portray on social media. Um, so well, I mean, I, it, it's it's put together and it, it's clean. I mean, think about like when you go to right, somebody's right. if you go to somebody's house, you get in somebody's car for the first time, and like think about so no judgment pass if your car is just a, a, abysmal. I mean, we've all been there. I've been there, Blake. I know mm-hmm. you've been there. <laughs> I'm you know. there right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean that is still like in in part of your image too and so at least like when it when it's professional when when there is money on the line and let's be real there is money on the line in the church yeah, like you want yeah. you want that image to be clean you want it to be taken care of you want it to be stewarded well you know because that is going to communicate what like we we care about this so therefore we care about you like what you yeah, said yeah you know yeah so. and i man so hear me out do i think that success is defined by that though the attractional piece um, I don't think so. I think success is all about like, hey, are we gathering around the word? Are we engaging uh, in the gospel? And are we diving in together? Are we partaking in the Lord's Supper together? Are we having, you know, uh, fellowship together? Those are what I think define success within the church. And the moment that those things are gone, that's when I feel like uh, the church has failed. I'm yeah. just being really upfront mm-hmm. about that. But then, okay, so... This is where this whole thing gets thrown for a loop, okay? I think of a guy like Carl Lentz, okay? Carl Lentz, yeah. Yep. Yes. Lentz. Sorry, I'm from Minnesota, so I say my T's with a D. Uh, And Carl Lentz. So um, he was on fire on social media. This dude was like, man, pastor of the century because he killed the game in all the areas that the – what did you say? The I gen or the I did. Well, I mean, like, it means people see him like Justin Bieber, you know, yes, is revitalizing yes. his faith because of Carlin. So everyone's like, what? Yes. He did that, you know, right. like, and that, yeah, just took off. So he's, he's, yeah, he's just blowing up. And this dude, like, he's posting good content. And then in addition to that, like, he's sharing stuff about Hillsong, New York. And then he's posting stuff about where he's sharing uh, or, or giving messages. And then, the next thing you know, this dude has had a moral failure. So what uh, – how do I say this in a loving and kind of way? Carl, if you ever hear this, know that I love you and I care about you a lot, and I think that you know God has grace for you and you're cared for and well-loved. Um, but at the same time, what I'm thinking about is uh, for all of those people that were a part of Hillsong, New York, right – and they came there because they saw this image of who he was on social media specifically, but they didn't know who he was inside of the church. How disappointing. Just going to say it like it is. How disappointing. Mm-hmm. How disappointing to see this dude that's on fire for God via social media, but then in his private life and not knowing him personally, uh, he's having this this issue. And I think we, we all have them, right? We all have these well, hidden sins. I think that was something that at least I got out of that whole situation was like the the moment that I think I could not be Carl, the moment that I've excused myself from ever possibly being in that situation, I have I have failed. Mm-hmm. We all mm-hmm. have failed, you know. So I mean, 
Yeah. Just just keeping that in mind for all of us, you know. Like, oh, for sure. Because like, it's so, I mean, it's so easy to tee off and then getting back into the image piece of, oh, I would never do that. Right. I, look at me. Come I'm on. me. I'm so perfect. And I would, that is absolutely just an abomination. I would never, you know. Well, in that subject, you know, and that's and, where we get mixed up because we think that one sin is greater than the other. Yeah, and I guarantee you, you might not do what Carl Lentz did specifically, but like, what have you done? Exactly. You know, we that all still, have hidden that, sins. That still has, yeah, that still marks you as a sinner, right? So, yeah, but yeah, he, I mean, dude, and and I, I actually, I, I looked up to him. I admired what he was doing. And uh, I think that God put him in a position for a season uh, to do what he did, and he did a great job, man. Like, I, I don't think that there's any way to to knock that off of him. Um, but he, yeah, he just, I, I don't even know. I can't speak for him. I'm not even going to speculate. But it's just sad to see what happened. But the the image that we saw on social media um, was totally opposite of what was happening in well, his life. Well, and the image was what, you know, postmodern culture wanted to see. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, that's know, a good, the, yeah. And so you have this image, okay, so he's he's got tattoos, you know, that's in, that's cool, and he's hanging he's got out. muscles like crazy. He's got muscles. I mean, he's, yeah, I would say he's hanging out in Miami, Australia, like all the places that, you know, all the cool people want to hang out, and it's just like, man, like that's the same exact stuff that just like, I don't know, He's Secular like, people, you he know. was like the Jersey Shore of the Christian world. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, like, I mean, it, it, on one hand, yeah, I mean, there's somebody that's, you know, trying to figure out, all right, who, like, what is, who is Jesus? What, what is the church and all that? And then they see this dude that, that has this image and it's like, okay, maybe there's a place for me. And I think there is something to be said about the church being able to accommodate for everybody. And there, there, there is a, a visual of, in your, in your leadership yeah. Hey, yeah. like that person looks like me. That person thinks like me. So maybe th- there is a place for me too, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, on the flip side though, it, it, it does take a full understanding of like, yeah, like he may have a certain image, but at the end of the day, like, you need to be confident in what that person's posture is. Yeah. With 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 God and and Spirit leading them, and I mean that's, I mean that's where daily repentance stuff comes in. I mean that's something that I've at least been pretty convicted about recently is like, man, like if you're really going to be in a a position of leadership and you do have this image that comes with leadership of people seeing you on a consistent basis and your limitations increase because like you can't just, you can't live however you want, you know? And so needing to go, go. Okay. Sorry. Totally cut you off. But in my, I was starting to, I was starting to ramble. You're good. (laughs) Yeah. In my head, uh, I, I just have this this sound that's that's just not not sound. It's more of a, a statement. So most people say, um, you know, what a pastor does in his private time is nobody's business. Yet the moment that the pastor does something wrong in his private time, it's everybody's business. And it's terrible that that pastor did that. Well, and everybody starts teeing off on him. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And I, I, so this is kind of off topic, but in this realm. So Tiger Woods, I just watched his latest documentary on HBO Max. Killer documentary, by the way. Go check it out. Um, and when he had his moral failure, 
the the angle that one of the people being interviewed had was uh well okay backstory tiger woods came out with a huge statement apologizing to everybody in the golf community all his friends everyone saying hey i've failed and this is how uh and then somebody being interviewed said you know his manager screwed up because tiger should have came out and said hey i got stuff going on in my personal life and i apologize for that like i'm not gonna I'm not going to let you guys in on that. I got to deal with, you know, the things with my wife and my kids and my family. Uh, I got to care for them first. And so Tiger Woods, right? Like he, he was this champion. He was this top of the top of the rock, arguably the greatest golfer of all time. Um, and he had a moral failure and everybody wanted to peg him for it. So they were there. It was like this, this same thing applies in church world, in my opinion, Everybody loved him when he was at his peak, but they were all looking for and waiting for him to fail. They all wanted him to fail, and uh, and when he did, they freaking took him to the grave. So, well, and so I feel well, like with well, Carl you, Lenz, kind of the same thing happened, truthfully. Well, and then what happens is then, you, because look at you, you come in here with your wise, sage advice, and you could say, we're even we're doing that right now, too. We come in, oh, like, he should have done this. And this, and should have said this, all that. And we we come in thinking that we know everything about the situation, right? And trying right. to trying to. I feel like so many of us. Uh, and again, I feel like this is huge in Twitter, where you just have 140 characters. If you can say something that just is super punchy, gets the point right where people are in the feels. Man, that that thing gets retweeted a thousand and one times yep, in a minute. Yep. You know, I, I feel like that's something that we value a lot with our image too, is especially in social media, is being able to come up with those really, really just saucy, sexy one-liners that everyone mm-hmm. wants to just read over and over again. Yeah, know? yeah. So, I, man, I just I, I hear that playing in my head. Like, what the pastor does in his free time is none of my business. Yet, the moment he screws up, it's all your business, and you are super upset. Um, but that's why I think, and, and if you're in church work, I'd encourage you in this. You really need a support system around you. You need accountability. You need people that you're talking to. They know the ins and outs of your life. Um, you because need it, that. Because then your image, like no matter who you're talking to, the, the exact same image is portrayed no matter if it's if it's your wife, it's your kids, it's your friends, it's the people in your congregation, it's the person that's helping you, you know, bag your groceries or someone that you're, you know, walking on the street with. I mean, that's, I think that's been the benchmark that I try to hold myself to have failed plenty of times. Like, don't, like don't, please don't hear it. It's like, Oh my God, like Steven's sitting over here. Like, yeah, he's got it all together. Not at all. Um, but I, I, I know at least the times that I have been, I think most well received in communities is when I'm able to the exact same person uh, that let's say three pretty different groups of friends sees all the same person. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then, it, and then it also, it takes off this stress too of having to maintain these separate images. You know, right, you don't have right. to go around and think, oh, okay, with these people, I got to do this and these people got to do this. No, if you're the same person, it's the, it's the same honest to yourself image. And that's not like be whatever you want to be. Not exactly. Like I think the culture right now, you know, who knows you best yourself and so, therefore, who makes the decisions that rule your life? Yourself. Mm. You know what? Mm. I'm just, I'm going to put, I would go out there on a limb. I don't trust myself to govern my life. <laughs> I got to be honest. If it's all up to me, I'm screwed. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, I've, and I have proof as to how I've screwed that up in the past, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, that's why I'm like, Jesus, man, like, you got to come help me. I, I'm done for without you, you know? 
Yeah. So yeah, and I'm and I'm a firm believer that, um, in the theology behind this isn't the greatest, but I am a believer in this. I'm a believer that uh, God puts people in your life to be Jesus in the moments that you need, like you're most in need. Like the the people around you, uh, if they're positive influences and they're Christians and they're they're godly and they are um, they have wisdom. Like, God is going to use them, the Holy Spirit is going to work through them, and they are going to be an image of Jesus to you that you need in the times that you need, like, that you're most desperate. Well, and ideally, too, those people, they've already been doing that the entire time. Now you're just aware of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in a a lot of ways, you could could almost say that's the gospel, is like, you know, this has been, Jesus has been... The, st- the story of Jesus, the gospel of Jesus, has, hasn't has changed right, you know, right. over 2,000 years. It's just eventually one day you were just like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm aware of this now. And, and now there, there, is a, there is a different way that my life is going to move forward because of this, you know, fact. Mm-hmm, uh, not, mm-hmm. just a, not just a story, but, like, this, this happened, you know? Yeah. So I think trying to, to wrap up then, I, with image overall, I mean, it, it truly is a— no matter what you think you might be uh, portraying, I've used that word a lot. I, w- I, feel, I always feel like I have one word that I use throughout the entire episode that That's, I just can't quite seem to get off that. Oh, anyway, I feel that um, way too. Just if your image is based off of tearing somebody else down, if it's based off of maintaining a certain brand, if it's based off of, ma- of achieving a certain success in a culture, if it's based off of anything ultimately that can be torn down, I mean, the cliche then that you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And so I, uh, for me at least, w- moving forward, what I hope that I can take from this episode is, man, if, if I look at my image as the exact same image, day in and day out, that's a vocation that I am a child of God. And that's how... I go about my daily life. I'm in good shape. Well, hey, you already if you want to go back and listen to some of the info blurbs, we got Blake doing all that at the beginning of this episode. Otherwise, uh, check us out in the social medias. Love to connect with you there. Prayer requests, always open to partner with you in that way. Otherwise, uh, that's about all the time that we got for this episode of the Awaken Project podcast. So with that, my name is Steven. And I'm Blake. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you next time.